3: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living live like it matters. Oh, baby. Thank you so much. I heard there's a little bit of snow going on in uh, Minnesota. I don't know about that, but uh, Spencer was telling me you guys have a pretty big storm out there. Hey, I, I believe in you guys. I believe in you guys. I, I know you can handle it. You're a Minnesotans. You can handle it. So, um, just to let you know it's about 85 uh, here in Texas. <laughs> Getting ready to put down some new sod before I hit the road tonight and tomorrow. So, uh, uh, you know, things look different depending on where you're sitting. And, you know, that's not only true when you're talking about uh, geographically, but that's also true perceptually. There's a saying in leadership, when you change your position, you change your perspective. If I was to walk outside and give you my perspective of what type of day it was going to be, it would probably be a little bit different if Spencer walked outside of uh, the studios there in Egan and gave you his perspective. So who's right and who's wrong? Why can't we both be right? Can't we both be right? could two people... With opposing views, be right. You know, this week we've been logical thinking, and we have a reason and in intuition. We've been given a head and a heart. We've been given two eyes to use both to see. We've been given two legs to use uh, to use both to walk. We've been given two arms. Use them both. We are not just logical creatures; we are also emotive creatures and there's a balance. There's the yin and the yang, there's the hard side and the soft side, and together hard and soft make tough. Jesus was a lion from the tribe of Judah, but we haven't met that lion yet. All we know up until now is the Lamb of God. He came softly the first time to sacrifice He's going to come pretty intensely and hard the second time uh, to reclaim what was his. So people get ready. There's a train coming. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to continue the conversation about the importance of critical thinking. Remember, as human beings, everything we do or do not do is driven by our belief systems. And by the time a child is five years old, Dr. Alfred Adler, famous psychologist, tells us that a majority of a child's map of reality, that is the structure of our beliefs, is in place. And some of us have pretty traumatic childhoods. Some of us were being hurting, were being hurt by people who were hurting. Some of us were dealing with our parents' trauma and drama as these parents were attempting to raise children And so a lot of abuse, a lot of neglect, a lot of abandonment. Boy, did I miss that line for white privilege. And so we had to put belief systems in place to get through that. But the problem is we're not that young person anymore. I talked yesterday about the Japanese soldier who, even after the war was over, continued to defend the island that he was on in the Philippines. And they did everything they could to get the soldier to come home. But the soldier believed the war was still going on. He was given orders. And so finally, after a lot of death, a lot of fear, they were going to take him out with a sharpshooter. But the Japanese government said, give us one last chance. Give us one last chance to get the soldier off that island. And then if we can't get him off, take him out because he's killing people. And so they set their commanding officer. His commanding officer retired, put on his old uniform. Had a landing ceremony on the beach. And after a while through the thicket, here comes that soldier still in uniform. They took that soldier home 29 years after the war had ended. They made him a national hero. He was given a key to, this, to the country. He never worked. He was taken care of the rest of his life. He died a few years ago. And you know what that Japanese government told that soldier? And something I looked in the mirror and I told myself for decades when I was going through my trauma recovery, I would look myself in the eyes in a mirror and say to myself the same thing that that Japanese government said to that soldier. Well done, soldier, but the war is over. Well done, soldier, but the war is over. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to go back and revisit our belief systems at some point. Because things change. Stagnation comes in. And then we're being manipulated. Since the majority of our experience on this planet is unconscious, we are now being manipulated. It's called fifth generation warfare. It's what we've been talking about this week. We gotta understand it goes back to our belief systems. Everything we do or do not do is driven by our beliefs. And because of this, there's a battle to make us believe things that are contradictory to our stated beliefs. I know that sounds weird right now. I'm gonna break it down this whole show, so stay with me. There's a battle to make us believe things that are contradictory to our stated beliefs. That's why so many people are, are challenging. So many people are confused. It's called incongruent. There becomes a paradox, a contradiction between two beliefs. Without conscious knowledge of the machinations of the human psyche, we can be manipulated into something we supposedly are against, yet we find ourselves doing that same thing. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm gonna continue the week of critical thinking. Today's topic is called antinomy. Antinomy, isn't a great word? Antinomy, well, Mr. Black, yes, Mr. Black, what does antimony mean? Well, thank you, Mr. Black, good question. Well, thank you, Mr. Black. I'm schizophrenic and so am I. Antimony, a contradiction between two beliefs or conclusions that are in themselves reasonable. I do not believe that every person that thinks different than me is evil. See, this is the problem. Too many people on the other side think that people that don't agree with them are evil. And we're going to talk about this today because where we place our beliefs, the hierarchy of beliefs matters because it is that exact same reason how people have used to justify good people. My mom was full-blooded German, good people. And yet look what they did. They allowed the slaughtering of at least 8, 10 million people. How can good people do bad things? And yet it happens every day. Antinomy, a contradiction between two beliefs or conclusions that are in themselves reasonable. It is a paradox. And there are so many paradoxes going on today. See, this week uh, we talked about modus ponens. It's basically a conditional statement, the the law of causation, the, the chain of causation, law of causality. If A, then B. And we're assuming that both A is correct and B is correct. If not A, then not B. It's logic. We talked about inductive reasoning and deductive reasoning. How do you put together a thing? What about evidence? Is it circumstantial? Are you taking a, a theorem and then supporting with circumstantial evidence? Or is this a real legitimate argument? You've got to know the battle is for the mind. This is fifth-generation warfare. It's for what you believe. It's for perception. And you've got to get in the driver's seat. And so today, we're going to continue to talk, what is this thing? Take a look at our beliefs. Our beliefs dictate, they drive everything that we do or don't do. They make us feel good, they make us feel bad. They make us feel guilty, they make us feel hopeful. And yet a lot of us are confused because we don't know what's going on. And what's going on at the unconscious level is you have some set beliefs in place, and there's some things going on that are contradicting those beliefs, and you're being pulled in two different directions. It's schizophrenia to a smaller degree. So today we're going deep. Come back on this in three minutes, and you better have some some scuba gear on. Take off that snorkel, because you're going to need some scuba gear, because we're going deep on Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters.
4: Leadership Awakening even impacts the season pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've
0: been in so many different trainings I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another
2: level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved, is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later, keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. The right to the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com.
2: Welcome
3: to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um,
4: yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that, God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now.
3: And you have some peace, don't you?
4: Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's okay. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart.
0: Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. This week, we've been talking about critical thinking. Because the law of atrophy says if you don't use it, you will lose it. And we have one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate. Man, no, it's not that one, unfortunately. It is our brain. Our brain, uh, in the book uh, by Dr. Riestack, uh what's the title? Um, Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot. Yep, I'm pretty sure that's it. Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot, Dr. Restack. It's fascinating. you got to realize how we are made. You know... Critical thinking is so important. We've got to use our brains. We've been given reason and intuition, and now we're being told just to take everybody's word for it. Science tells us to question everything. The Bible tells us to examine ourselves, and yet we're told now that the our rulers above us, they have our best interest in mind, and you should do what they do no matter what. It's weird. And so we got to go back to thinking for ourselves. Now, if you believe like they believe, but the Bible's pretty clear, we must have a reason for everything we believe. You must have a reason to tell people, what's the good news? Why, why are you so happy? Why are you so joyful? When everything else is falling apart around you, how can you have such peace? I want to know what brings you peace. And justice is not bringing peace. Justice is discernible by the person who's ruling. So justice is totally different. Right. You got all these people out there, you know, black people out there. Oh, America's racist. America's racist. Did you hear the news thing? Black Panther's linked Marxist professor just found out that she's the descendant of a slave owner and a Mayflower settler. And she can't handle the news. You see this? Former Black Panther Angela Davis shocked to learn she's a descendant of the Mayflower. She's actually a her family was one. She's a, a member of the family that came over here on the Mayflower pack. They had slaves. Racial activist, this is an article from Fox News. Racial activist and former fugitive Angela Davis was shocked to learn she's a Mayflower descendant on Tuesday's episode of Finding Your Roots on PBS. I mean, she's a communist, she's, uh hates the government, it's racist, all this, founding fathers, blah, 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 blah. Now, 79, Davis was the latest to appear on the PBS show where celebrities and public figures learn about their ancestry. Near the end of the episode, after discussing multiple members of her family, the former Black Panther learned she descended from William Brewster, one of the 101 people who came to the colonies aboard the Mayflower. She was shocked. She wouldn't believe it. She thought he was lying. No, can't believe this. No, my ancestors did not come here on the Mayflower. See, the better story is they were slaves. See, the better story is they were slaves, and they would come here and they treated so poorly 400 years ago, and now she's got a right to be angry. No, nope. never. Would you ever believe in your wildest dream, think that you have been descended from the people who laid the foundation of this country, he asked, and you know her response was never, 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 never. See, today we're talking about antinomy, a contradiction between two beliefs or conclusions that are in themselves reasonable, a paradox. You know, an example one would be, Susan is aware that being a superstitious atheist is an antinomy, (laughs) right? Antinomy is based on the Latin antinomia, contradiction. That's what it means, antinomia, contradiction. Antinomy is a word for logical paradox or inconsistency. By the way, it's closely associated with 18th century German philosopher Immanuel Kant. In his book, Critique of Pure Reason, Kant introduced a number of logical paradoxes now known as Kant's antinomies. They're not a number. There's only four of them. To show how two equally reasonable ideas could ultimately contradict one another. For example, Kant made a careful reasoned argument that the universe and time had a beginning and strict borders, and then made an equally logical argument concluding the universe and time were both without beginning or end. See, this is what's going on. You can believe that a person has a right to make choices for their own body. You can believe that. And you can believe that a child growing inside of a woman is alive at conception because it is. But what some of you can't believe is in committing murder. You see, so now here's where the paradox comes in. So you can believe that a woman has a right to do what she wants with the body, which I agree with that too. I think a man does too. But biblically, it's inaccurate. Just say so you no. Know. Biblically, the Bible says that no, that's not your body. It was bought for a price. Uh, Jesus Christ owns that body. And it says that if you're married, that women, your body is not your own. It's your husband's. And you're not to withhold it from him except on certain times of uh, of uncleanliness and certain times of worshipful services. And by the way, men, it's not your body. Your wife owns that body. And you're not to withhold it from her except for those same conditions. This is why it's a struggle, this is what's going on, there's all these antinomies. See, the goal of Kant's antinomies was to show how reason alone was not enough to solve metaphysical problems, Did you hear that? See, I always gotta go like the why. See, that why word in NLP is so important because why is like picking up a rock and seeing what's under it. The, the grubs and the worms and all that. See, when you pick up the why rock, There's meaning, there's purpose. It tells you motivation. It tells you modus operandi. Your pattern of doing things or the purpose for doing things. So the goal of Kant's antinomies was to show how reason alone was not enough to solve metaphysical. What does metaphysical mean? Beyond the physical. There are two worlds out there. You've got to realize I keep dealing with man. Man's a three-part being. Even people that don't believe in the God of the Bible, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, like Kant. He, didn't. he wasn't a God-fearing man. He wasn't a man of the Bible. He didn't believe in Jehovah. He didn't believe that there was only one way to God the Father, Abba, and that's through Jesus' his son. And clearly the Bible says that because he is the word. So the goal of Kant's animonies, you got to get this, was to show how reason alone, logic alone was not enough to solve or to resolve metaphysical problems because they're above nature, they're beyond nature. And he goes on to say because even the best reason arguments could ultimately arrive at opposite conclusions. You got to understand this. And there's lots of contradictions out there. And we see them all the time, but unless you're aware of them, they'll see a lot of people that hate the Bible or don't want to believe in God. And they'll say all kinds of – there's inconsistency. They're, they'll say there's all kinds of contradictions, antimonies. But again, this is why you got to know the word. This is why I tell you I'm an etymologist by trade. This is why I say we're all speaking the same language but we're using different dictionaries. You're carrying on arguments where people are redefining words and using them differently. You've got to make sure you're using words the right way. The word set, S-E-T, as I said before, has 400 variable uses. I love chocolate pudding. I love my wife. I love my Lord. I love my cat, Susan. I used to love the Dallas Cowboys. I used to love America. I. You keep using the same word, love. But there are so many different levels, and even the Greeks have four different words for that word love: Agape's godly love, is impossible for man to do; it's above our pay grade. Philo's brotherly love, Philadelphia city brotherly love. Eros is sexual love. That's what you all think love is. Is does it turn you on? Boy, some of the greatest acts of love are there's no turn on at all in them. There's a lot, lot of turn off. Even Christ wept in the garden. Please God, Daddy. Daddy, I don't want to do this. Please, if there's any other way to redeem a fallen man from a holy God, please, let's do it. But not my will be done, but your will be done. And you know the, the antinomies that people want to say in the Bible? It's James and Paul. James says that faith without works is dead. But Paul says that we're saved by grace alone, by faith alone in Christ alone, that, that our works are like filthy rags. That's what Isaiah said. So are they opposite, are they contradicting each other? No, they're not. You've gotta to go to the original word, you gotta to go to meaning. You gotta to go to context. Words are only 7% of communication. Why were these words said? Who were they said to? Where? What was the topic of the conversation? What led into this? What were supporting information of other stuff he wrote? What James is saying, if you are really changed, if you have an inside out change, then it's gonna show up on the outside. So he said, if you really are saved. If you have faith, then people are going to see it in your works because when you change who you are, then you change what you do. It is the logical levels. I talk about it all the time, Dr. Uh, um, uh, Diltz, and we're going to talk about it later because this is what's going on. This is where the contradiction comes in, the different levels of meaning and the different levels of belief systems. The other contradiction, I just I thought of three of them just now. Uh, honor your mother and your father. is one of the Ten Commandments. It's the only Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother that has a blessing tied to it. It says that you'll get uh, lots of years on this planet. Like that's a blessing. But then it, Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you must hate your father. Again, he wasn't talking about that. He said, he, what he's meaning is that his your relationship with him should be above every other relationship, even above that of your father. That's what he means. And third one is, you know, the the whole thing about the rapture where, man, there's some diehard Christians that get mad when we talk about rapture. There is no rapture. Oh, my gosh. Breathe. Will you, Satan, breathe a little? You know, we were not made for wrath, and yet the Bible also says in this life you will have tribulation, but good news, I've overcome the world. So wrath is different than the tribulation. I was My life has been nothing but tribulation. My deal with God is if I die before the rapture, the only thing I ask God is that my death is less painful than my life. That's my deal. I don't know if he's taken it up. But we are not made for wrath. The, the great tribulation is called Jacob's trouble. It is judgment. It is punishment. We were not made. God does not, is not a wife beater. He will discipline his kids, but it won't beat his wife. Big difference. And so ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about antinomy, the contradictions and how one belief system, when it conflicts with another belief system, can cause a lot of problems and we got some choices we got to make. I'm Black, we'll be right back.
2: To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a remarkable travel opportunity that will change your life forever. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to the Holy Land, Israel, this October. It's the Stand With Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll take you to key sites in the Holy Land, thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you've likely only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and get all the details. We'll uncover important geopolitical locations and show you Israel's significance on the world stage, past, present, and future. Step foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem. We'll sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and so much more. We'll have guides for our group, lavish food, and luxurious accommodations. No other trip will be like this one. Come with Dennis and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com.
1: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters
3: Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. This is Critical Thinking Week. I want you to put your noggins on. I want you to to erase the atrophy in the brain. It's time to use our noggins. It was Albert Einstein, pretty smart dude from what I remember. His definition of education, I've never forgotten it. He said education is not the learning of facts and figures, but it is the training of the brain to think. And we are called to be lifelong learners and yet we live in America today that tells you don't think. Trust the government called God. Because for a lot of people, their government is God. It's idolatry. God is the government. The government is their God. He takes care of everything for him. He protects them. He gives them money. He keeps them from the evil white Christians. I mean, it's silly. And yet, a lot of people believe that way. You know, stories have meaning. And Aesop, uh, I think it was around the 1600s, something like that. Uh, He was a philosopher. Again, he wrote a whole bunch of stories with meaning. They're called Aesop's Fables. And this one is called The Crow and the Pitcher. A crow, half dead with thirst, came upon a pitcher which had once been full of water. But when the crow put its beak into the mouth of the pitcher, he found that only very little water was left in it and that he could not reach far enough down to get at it. He worked and worked and worked. But alas, he had to give up with despair. He could not get his neck and beak long enough down there to get the rest of the water that was left. Then a thought came to him. So what he did is he took a pebble and he dropped it into the pitcher. Then he took another pebble and dropped it into the pitcher. Then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher. Then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher. Then he picked another pebble and dropped it in the pitcher. Then he took another pebble and dropped it in the pitcher. Then he took another pebble and dropped it in the pitcher. Dot, 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 dot. And at last, at last, after some persistence, he saw the water mount up near him. And after casting in a few more pebbles, he was able to quench his thirst and save his life. And the moral of the story of Aesop's fable of the crow and the pitcher, this is what it was written as, little by little does the trick. When all else fails, do something. I learned this a long time ago. You know, my ministry, uh, my business is a ministry. Uh, I live by the motto, see, you need me to need. God told me decades ago, never let, a, let, never let money be the reason why you help people. You help them whether they have money or not. And because of that, uh, we need people out there supporting us and donating money. We have a 501c3, so please feel free. Go to likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit And it's a 501c3. But we give a lot. And, uh, you know, I have this belief that when things are really tight and we have no money, we got to do something. Change someone's life, you never know who they know. Change someone's life, you never know who they're going to talk to. Change someone's life, you never know what God's going to do with that. So when all else fails, do something. Little by little does the trick. But this doesn't just work in a positive way. This also works in a negative way. And we have terms like boiling frogs and camel's nose. And why we have terms like boiling frogs is because a frog is not the most intelligent creature in the world. Yet, if you take a live frog and you attempt to drop it in a pot of boiling water, that creature is going to do everything it can to jump out of there because it's hot. However, I've been told if you take a live frog and you put it in a lukewarm pot of water and you slowly bring it to a boil, I've heard you might want to have garlic butter ready. And see, we become boiling frogs. We're a little bit here, a little bit there, and before we know it, we're boiled. Or it was a camel's nose. You know, one cold night as an Arab uh, sat in his tent, he was getting ready for bed. He was getting ready to lay down. And as he was getting all tidied in, a, a camel, his camel gently thrust his nose under the flap and looked in. And I guess his camel could talk because the camel said, Master, Master, may I please put my nose in your tent? It's very cold out here. It's very stormy. I just want to put my nose inside your tent. By all means, said the Arab, and welcome, as he lay down, turned over, and went to sleep. A little while later, the Arab awoke. He was disturbed. And what he found was that the camel had not only put his nose in the tent, but his head and neck also. And it was a very small tent, a one-person tent. The camel, who had been turning his head from side to side, which caused him to wake up the Arab, said, I I will take but a little more room if I place my forelegs within the tent. My my head and my neck are already in here. It is difficult standing out here. It's very cold, very stormy. And again, just wanting to go back to sleep, the Arab said, yes, yes, yes. You may put your forelegs within as well, said the Arab, moving a little more to make room. Now he's on the edge of the tent, almost going to roll out of the tent, for the tent was very small. Went back to sleep. After a while, the man woke up. He looked at the camel. And finally the camel said, may I not stand wholly inside? I keep the tent open by standing as I do and probably keeping you cold. So finally the guy just wants to go to sleep. Yes, yes, said the Arab. Come wholly inside. Perhaps it will be better for both of us. I need to get some sleep. Now leave me alone. So the crowded camel came in. And the Arab, with difficulty in the crowded quarters, again fell to sleep. And when he woke up the next time, yep, he was outside in the cold. And the camel had a tent to himself. That's kind of what I feel like in America today. I feel like I'm out in the cold. In this country that I don't know what to call it. It's not America, but it has that name. We don't have freedoms, we don't have rights, and it's driven by belief systems. Remember antinomy. Antinomy is a contradiction between two beliefs or conclusions that are in themselves reasonable. So I can understand how some people don't believe in God. I can. So I can understand if you don't believe in God, how you don't believe in the Bible. I get that because the Bible is God the word is Jesus, Jesus is the word, the Bible is the word, the word is the Bible. It's pretty simple, it's transitive theory. See, that makes sense. Now there are consequences for those choices, but what doesn't make sense is for those out there who claim to walk with the God of the Bible. And if you claim to walk with the God of the Bible, then you must read his word and believe in his word or you can't walk with him. And yet the Bible is very clear. That a man shall not lay with another man like it lays with a woman. Now, I don't believe homosexuality is an uh, uh, unpardonable sin, by the way, just so you know. All you people living with someone that you're not married to, it's no different. It's a sin. And God says perfection is required. So I'm not going to get in the middle of you and your sin, and please don't get in the middle of me and my sin because I'm a sinner. But I've been washed by the blood. And so you got to understand what's going on. What I don't get is this. How someone who professes to be a good Christian, And I guess I assume that when someone says they're a good Catholic, I assume that means you're a good Christian. I don't don't know. Are those two words different? I'm not going to answer. I have a belief system. I'm not going to share it because I'll piss a lot of people off out there. I promise you I will. But a good Catholic, I would assume, is a good Christian. And a good Christian is a follower of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the word, so if you want to have a relationship with, with God, Jesus, then you must have it with his word, because he is the word. So how can someone who professes to be a good Catholic disavow what the Bible says? Disavow that a Bible says a man shall not lay with another man like he lays with a woman. Disavows that a, a man shall not murder, except under certain processes. See, this is where the belief systems come in. And after the break, we're going to talk about the logical levels. Because what's going on is there's a crisis in meaning. See, search for meaning is the primary motivation. By the way, this is from uh, a book, great book, uh, Spiritual Intelligence, The Ultimate Intelligence by uh, Dana Zohar, Ian Marshall. It talks about the crisis of meaning. It says the search for meaning is the primary motivation in our lives. When it goes unmet, our f- lives feel shallow or empty. That's what's going on people. They're lost. People are rudderless. People are just floating around. People are angry. They're hurt. I see it all the time. I go deep with people. It's getting worse, people. That's why I'm a bulwark. That was yesterday's show, bulwark, right? I'm warning you. People living in early societies will not even have asked questions about meaning. Why? Because their lives were culturally embedded in a set framework. They had living traditions, living gods, living communities, functioning moral codes like we did in the 70s and 80s and 60s and 50s with all of our trauma, with all of our drama. And we've lost this. We're left with existential problems and the need to cultivate a kind of intelligence that can deal with them. Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? If today was my last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that I was given the gift of life? What difference did I make? How many others have benefited from the blessing called my life? Consider that in the old days, few had to consider the meaning of life or their work because these were embedded in the necessities of traditions of daily life. Just as when we drive a car or ride a bike, we don't think consciously what we're doing. So in societies with a healthy middle layer, people rely on spiritual values, webs of meaning, habits of relationships that are skills of the community. And today that is being lacked. Systems, uh, symptoms of meaning deprived society, ready for this, obsession with health, fear of death, fear of death, diseases of meaning, which are cancer, heart disease, dementias, depression, fatigue, addictions, threats of extinction, things like the Holocaust, abortion on demand, genocide, things, pictures, experiences so painful, we refuse to even think about them. And so we search for immediate pleasures and satisfaction due to lost capacity and imagination. There's a war going on, gentlemen, ladies. I'm your bulwark. Let's make this thing go in the right direction. Today, we're talking about you and how to make it matter. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church,
4: uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me, Every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now.
3: And you have some peace, don't you?
4: Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. That's okay. But it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters'
0: unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
5: Do you believe the idea of America works for everyone, regardless of race or circumstances? Or is this nation structured to undermine the lives of black Americans? You're invited to listen to a special panel discussion with Alpha News host Liz Collin discussing the most censored group in Minnesota, Common Sense Black Americans. Tune in to AM 1280 The Patriot Tuesday at 7 p.m. for the special live broadcast. Sponsored
2: by Take Charge Minnesota, supported by Robbinsdale Women's Center. You could save up to 50% on water and salt costs with wet technology softeners from Commerce Water. And you'll notice softer skin and hair, too. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog now at Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. This
3: is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you are ready for the next level, the time is now to register for leadership adventure march 2nd through 4th and april 9th through 11th details at likeitmatters.net welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application today we're talking about antinomy but it's under the bigger guise of critical thinking we got to start thinking for ourselves. We are called to know, have a reason for the good news that we have. we got to be able to understand why we're doing what we're doing. We're called to live an examined life. As Christians, we're called, Paul tells us, to examine yourself, to see if you're still in the faith. That thing was Aristotle that said, said uh, an unexamined life is not worth living. The whole concept of being under construction is working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And that requires self-reflection. And so one of the things that we got to realize is everything we do or do not do is driven by our belief systems. And there's something going on called fifth generation warfare that it's a battle for your belief system. You are being programmed, but you don't even know it. And I'm gonna give you some information, but I want you to understand that we're experiencing the symptoms of meaning private society. And this is right from the book, uh, Spiritual Intelligence. Uh, it was uh, printed in London in the year 2000. Symptoms of a meaning-deprived society are obsession with health, fear of disease. Uh, see, the whole COVID thing. People are still walk around thinking people just want to live a lot longer on this planet. I'm done. I'm ready to move on. This is the minor leagues. I disagree with Joel Osteen. This is not your best life now. If this is my best life now, I want my money back. I've been cheated. I've been lied. I've been sold a bill of goods. This is the minor leagues for me. This isn't what I was created for. I'm getting ready, getting ready for that. But... That's what this is about, getting ready for what I was created for. Obsession with health, fear, oh, COVID, worst thing, you're going to kill me. Oh, they got, how many years can I get on this planet? I need some more years on this planet. Diseases of meaning, which are cancer, heart disease, dementias, depressions, fatigues, addictions. You're filling in blanks. Threats of extinction, right? The mega-maga, they're coming for you. The mega-maga, they're going to get you. The Donald Trump's a boogeyman. They're gonna overthrow America. Oh, you're not gonna get your welfare checks. You're not gonna get your um, unemployment. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Holocaust, abortion on demand, genocide, things, pictures, experiences so painful, we refuse to think about them. And here's what she said, this closing paragraph, so powerful. So we search for immediate pleasure and satisfaction due to loss of capacity and imagination. We seek a job as a vocation solution. We fill our time with stuff and that void in our heart with anything that might make us feel better. Sex, drugs, pills, pot, Netflix, porn. The temporal becomes the urgent and the spiritual becomes a dream that is forgotten when we are awake. And again, I'm going to show you, this is just ridiculous. Outrages, is James Clapper other 100 Biden laptop skeptics suddenly speak out against media. See, you got to realize what's going on. We're being lied to, and people know they're being lied to. And so what happens, they just store it away. And what happens, it affects everything. It affects the structure of belief system. It affects the structure of the belief system. I want to remind you of logical levels. From the psychological point of view, there seem to be six levels that human beings work with most often. So it's just so you know what they are from the bottom up so you get a picture environment, behavior, capabilities, beliefs, values, identity, and then spirit. So that's from the bottom up. I'll go from the top down now. Spirit, identity, beliefs and values, capabilities, behaviors, environments. Those are six levels, it's important. The basic level is your environment, your external constraints. You operate on that environment through your behavior. Your behavior is guided by your mental maps and your strategies, which define your capabilities. These capabilities are organized by belief systems and values. Beliefs are organized by your identity. Your identity derives its essence, its essential meaning from spirit. Why are you here? And see, there are belief systems on all these levels. And something about the logical levels is you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. Albert Einstein said that. And so if you have a problem with your capabilities, you must go the level above it because it trickles down. Change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. It's trickle-down change. That's how all change really takes place, from the top down. Very seldom does change in a corporation start at the bottom up. It always starts at the top down. The two greatest revivals uh, in the Tanakh, Hezekiah and Josiah, huge revivals that Christians talk about all the time. The problem with it, what's going on in America, which is not, nothing even close to it, is it all start at the top. It was the king. It was King Biden. Who would have to start it? King Biden who have to say, I've been wrong. King Biden would have to say, I've been dishonored, my God. King Biden has, would have to say, I've got to go back to what the word says and not what the Democratic Party says. But King Biden won't do that because he's bought and sold. His spirit's not his own. And so here's the problem with what's going on. At identity, man, there's Man. See, if man's the problem, man cannot solve the problem. You must go the level above it, spirit and meaning. So you got to go to God. God can only solve the problem of man. Why does all this matter? Look at what's going on. You're being programmed. You don't even know it. January 6th lies. At least three undercover D.C. Metropolitan Police officers embedded themselves with protesters on January 6th. This is out yesterday. No, none of you care because you just want to hate Trump. This is what they do. See, why no one cares what's going on January 6th, all these people that, ha- that are arrested January 6th that still haven't been getting trials, that are being beaten, that are being abused, and no one seems to care about, is because they're evil, right? They're insurrectionists. they're gonna overthrow the government, and so you can be mean to evil people. That is what we did to black people 200 years ago. That they're evil, they're less than human, so we can hang them, we can butcher them. That is what the Germans did to the Jews. They made them the source of all problems. So the Jews are at fault. So if you see the Jews acting up, tell them. And so that hatred for the Jews, because they were the cause of all problems, like Mega Maga today, that made it okay to hurt them. And then people just turned a blind eye when those all of a sudden Jews were being rounded up and no one cared. And guess what? Conservatives and white uh, Christians are being rounded up and no one seems to care. Three undercover D.C. Metro cops were embedded. we got it on video now. At least one of the officers urged Trump supporters to enter the Capitol building and climbed over a barricade. Another undercover officer walked directly behind Ashley Babbitt and predicted, said out loud, someone will get shot. The video, it's a video, you can see it, clearly evidences undercover law enforcement officers urging the crowds to advance up the stairs and scaffolding towards the Capitol on January 6th. The government may claim that incidents like this did not happen, The facts show they did. This is what's going on, this was set up. Security was denied, the National Guard was denied by Nancy Pelosi, this was intentionally allowed to happen. It was encouraged. To this day, the FBI will not answer questions about did they have uh, people dressed up as Trump supporters. They refuse to answer that question. The answer is yes, they did. Mysterious man who urged crowd to storm the Capitol before Trump spoke on January 6th was a, a D.C. police officer. But no one wants to talk about it. And by the way, just so you know, Joe Biden just released the top nine terrorists from prison in Guantanamo Bay just now. But in New York City, you can kill, rape, and maim someone and then walk out of the precinct two hours later. No bell, nothing. And yet, do you know what's going on to the people that were arrested for, quote, being in DC, uh, being in D.C., the nation's capital, January 6? They're being abused, and no one cares. They're begging for help, water, medical aid, mercy through a 4-inch by 10-inch window. No visits from family or friends, lawyers or clergy. No mass or Sunday worship. Laundry turned with brown stains, pubic hair. This is all documented. Reeking of ripe urine. Broken toilets that won't flush or explode. Stuck in cells for nine days without showers, solitary confinement for 25 and a half hours more at a time. Guards deny them hot water, keep them from attending court. They severely beat them, mace them, harass them, insult them. There's records of them being sexually assaulted by police officers, by the guards. And no one seems to care. And this is supposed to be America. This is the boiling frogs. Missouri AG gives ultimatum to Democrat attorney Kim Gardner. Did you hear what happened? Ken Gardner has until noon today to resign. If she refuses, she will face immediate removal proceedings. Why? Because Janae Edmondson, 16-year-old volleyball player, visited St. Louis with her family last Saturday for a volleyball tournament. While the family in the downtown area, speeding driver failed to yield, caused a collision, ultimately striking Edmondson, and basically condemned her to a wheelchair for life. She's mutilated. She'll never play volleyball again. One of her legs, the other one's maimed. And all, why? Because a guy who should have been in jail, a black gentleman, who was released without any bail, without anything, because we know how it, the justice system is so unfair to black people. And I give you a hundred stories just like that. People who should be in jail who are out and they're hurting other people. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're lied to a lot, it's the boy who cried wolf. It's time to start taking ownership of our belief system. It's time to start being critical thinking. We got to clean up our thinking. There are two things that make us special. It's our hearts and our minds, and that is the battle. Our hearts are broken. Our minds are confused. So we got to resuscitate the heart. we got to clear up our thinking. we got to take a look at our beliefs, and we got to challenge those beliefs. And if those beliefs are not profitable, you're not a five-year-old kid anymore. Well done, soldier. But the war is over. It's time to change. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
5: This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders, where we always say we aren't salesmen, just great roofers. Have you ever wondered what we do during the winter time? We sure aren't replacing shingles in sub-zero weather, that's for sure. We do a variety of things to keep our guys busy but one that you may be interested in is ice dam removal. We've invested in top quality equipment that is the most effective way to remove ice dams from your roof. We use a high temperature, low pressure steamer that safely and accurately cuts ice dams off your roof. Because it's low pressure, it does not damage the roof while cutting the ice. We even offer same and next day service depending on our current workload. We also provide roof snow shoveling services. Getting the snow off your roof will prevent an ice dam from growing. So if you want to prevent or fix an ice dam, give us a call today 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com.
0: Ringing Liberty